Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. A very good afternoon and welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, where each week we take a deeper dive into the stories and the ministries you'll find in the pages of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. I'm Steve Bertel, your guest host today, as Sandy Jones, the publisher of Christian Living Magazine and the host of this program, who normally sits in this chair, is out this week. And as always, this show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and the ministries that you'll find in the pages of Christian Living Magazine. Joining us today is a very special guest, uh, a good friend of mine and a good friend of all of us here at Christian Living Magazine, the president and the CEO of the Boise Rescue Mission, Reverend Bill Roscoe. Bill, welcome. Well, thank you very much, Steve. It's great to be back with you. Great to be on Christian Living Magazine radio show. And thank you so much, Sandy and all of you for having me on. Yeah. In fact, I was, I was, we were just chatting before the program. We have known each other almost 21, almost 22 years back when you actually first started with the rescue mission and I was working in television news. I remember those good old days, Steve. We were were younger and had darker hair. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So in fact, uh, it's, I think it's almost been a year since you've been on the program. So this is kind of a, an annual tradition for us here. I mean, it's eating turkey and, and putting up the Christmas tree and Chatting with Bill Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill Roscoe loves that tradition, Steve. Right, Let's exactly, keep it going. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'll go for that. Uh, for those who, who may be new to the area, let's talk a little bit, first of all, about how the Boise Rescue Mission first started. Because it, it began in a, in a rather small building in downtown Boise way back in 1958, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right, Steve. And it, It started because a small group of Christian businessmen used to meet, get together, pray, and share uh, in a Bible study, and they realized that there were a lot of homeless men who were jumping off the train in downtown Boise in those days, and many of those guys would end up uh, getting into mischief, and some would be drinking too much, and then they'd sleep in doorways. You know, it was the traditional cities cities in the 50s. That's kind of how it was. And they felt like those guys need to hear the gospel and those guys need a place to stay so they're not out in the weather like we're having right now and be warm and safe. And so they made a pledge to one another and they gave as much as they could, which at, and I don't remember the number of dollars, but at the time it was really fairly significant. And they rented a former Chinese restaurant that sat on the street where the Grove Hotel is mm-hmm. in that block. Right, on Capitol Boulevard. Yep. They rented that place or leased it, and uh, I think they had eight or ten beds in the upstairs of that building where the, where the men could sleep. And then downstairs, they had the kitchen and an area for a dining room. And they recruited a guy out of Portland, Oregon, a rescue mission guy, to come down and be the first superintendent, and he did. And that's how we started. Uh-huh. And that guy worked hard, and his wife worked. So he, would, he had her day job, and then he would go out with his 1955 Chevrolet station wagon, which we wish we had <laughs> right, today. Yeah, exactly. And he would collect coal from the businesses uh-huh. to fire the coal furnace in the Chinese restaurant <laughs> slash rescue mission. 
And she would make a big pot of soup and bake bread. And that's how we started. And, and many missions across the country started that same way. And that, that start, that foundation has led us to where we are today. Yeah. yeah. So fast forward to uh, today and tell us a little bit about the different properties and the different services that the rescue mission provides and, and how it's, how it has grown and expanded over the years. Well, uh, it's been amazing, Steve. It was amazing before Bill Roscoe got here, and it's amazing since I've been here. And that's because God is in this ministry in a big way. As we humble ourselves and pray, he hears and answers prayer and gives us direction and wisdom. So today uh, we have two shelters in Nampa. We have the Recovery Lodge, which is a specific, uh, smaller, quieter facility for homeless people who are being discharged from the hospital, for homeless people, uh, ladies who've just had a new baby, for homeless people with uh, serious mental illness that can't can't work well in crowds of mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So we have the Recovery Lodge, and right across the parking lot, we have the Valley Women and Children's Shelter, which is just what it says it is. It's a shelter for ladies and kids. And then, of course, in Boise, we've got the River of Life Rescue Mission on River and 13th Street, our largest shelter facility, and uh, that is a men's shelter and community dining room. So anyone can come three times a day and have a meal with us every single day at the River of Life. But for shelter and program for recovery, that facility is exclusively for men. And then just up the road across town is uh, the City Light Home for Women and Children, and that is another women and children's shelter and that has a community dining room, but it is exclusively for women and kids. Men can't have meals there. And then you have the Next Step facility on Curtis Road. Yes, we do. And that's our latest project of expansion. Right now, we have 54 units of transitional living throughout the valley, some in Nampa, some in Boise. And that is the next step for homeless people who are making their way back into the community, back into independent living. Uh, They need a little more time to save their money and clean up the credit report, take care of debt, things like that, and be able to qualify to rent a place of their own to live. So on Curtis Road, we purchased the uh, a former assisted living, and we are doing an extensive remodel on it. This is an amazing building, uh, Steve, 55,000 square feet of of building. And and uh, a four bedroom house next door on the mm-hmm. on the next property. We got both of those in the same deal, and we're converting that hundred room assisted living facility into sixty apartments for people, men, women, children, veterans, all the all of the above, to make that next step from the rescue mission shelter into their own place to live and uh, providing a very safe, uh, well-managed, supervised Mm -hmm. uh, transitional living unit. Now, the rescue mission, as I understand it, has seen, especially recently, an increase in the number of senior citizens coming into the shelters. Why is that? It's, well, you know, Steve, like with all the homelessness we see, there's a lot of reasons for each, each individual and group of people. And one of the things that's happening in our community, and it's happening across the country, as I've talked with other mission CEOs across the land, seniors who are on a very fixed income and unable to go out and take a job and get any more income are being priced out of the place to live. Mm -hmm. And it's a terrible thing. Uh, you just don't even want to think about, frankly, that, for example, uh, at our rescue mission right now, we've got just under 50 people 
who are over 65, the majority of those people, over half of them are 70 years old or older. Wow. We have one fellow who's 90. We have three in their 80s. I have three that are wheelchair only. You know, they, uh-huh. they can't walk. Right. I've got, uh, I think we have two now with dementia. And then the rest are in various stages of old age right. and the illnesses that come with old age. And it's a, tough, it's a tough situation for those people when you have to coexist in an environment like a rescue mission where you got 200 sure. guys running, coming and going, or, you know, 60 to 100 women and kids in the building and you know, you're you're 75 years old with a walker trying to get to the food line. Right, right. It's really difficult, and so we've been looking at this. We we're doing the best we can to serve those people right now, and some of them are in that recovery lodge I mentioned earlier because it's a much easier environment for them to to live in and be served in. As we try to work out a way for them to make the next step out of the shelter and into some kind of better living situation. And therein is problem number two, that these people don't have much money. I don't know the average monthly income that they have, but it's certainly less than a thousand bucks. Right. You can't rent anything around here for a thousand bucks. Yeah, exactly. So we're working hard to figure out how do we help these people now that they're with us, and then how do we help them to transition into a better living situation? Mm -hmm. Some of them will certainly be going into our transitional apartments, but we we don't want to change the the ministry of transition, yeah, you know, by yeah, filling up yeah. the place with people who aren't going to transition until the Lord calls them home. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. So sort of in that vein, and we, and we talked about the expansion of the Boise Rescue Mission, you have some, some big news uh, today. In fact, next spring, the mission will be opening its new transitional housing facility in Boise. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. That's the Curtis Road project. Okay. Yep. And we're, we're expecting right now to open in March. It's moving right along. We've got great contractors in there doing the work. I've got a great superintendent on the job, uh, r- cracking the whip, if you will, <laughs> keeping everybody on their right, toes. Right. It's going to be a beautiful thing, Steve. And we're going to have veterans in there. In fact, one of the local foundations just made a grant to the rescue mission to apply to that pro- project by a- adopting rooms and that found the Borbonus Foundation uh-huh, here uh-huh. in Bo- everybody knows that family, wonderful family. The Borbonus Foundation is going to adopt rooms in that building specifically for veterans. And since we have fifteen or twenty veterans waiting yeah, for a room yeah. right now, exactly. that's going to be easy. Exactly, to it's okay. a beautiful project. The community has embraced. The capital campaign went so quickly. The ink wasn't dried on our flyers, and and we were almost fully funded. Mm-hmm. We still have a little way to go with that. Not a lot, but people want to give to that. They can, and and right now, one of the best ways to do that is to by sponsoring rooms. Because once the construction's completed, we got to put the furniture in there. Right, right. You know, uh, all the things that people need in a in a transitional situation. You got to remember, our folks aren't moving in with a U-Haul truck. You know, they're moving in with a suitcase. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, if I was a business owner listening to this, and if I wanted to sponsor a room, how would I go about doing that? Who would I contact? Well, I would suggest you go right to boiserm.org on the internet. And that project is listed there, Curtis Road Next Step Transitional Living Project. And you can go online and see there's three levels of giving because we're going to have one-room apartments, two-room apartments, and three-room apartments. Mm -hmm. And so there's varying levels uh, necessary to furnish and uh, equip those apartments for the numbers of people who will be living there. BoiseRM.org on the website or anyone can call the rescue mission 
208-343-2389 and ask for Bill Roscoe. I'll be happy to chat with you. Perfect. Um, now, now, we've talked a lot about homeless, of course, in this show and in previous shows. And homelessness doesn't really happen because somebody is a deadbeat, quote unquote, or somebody isn't trying hard enough. Homelessness can affect anybody, men, women, kids, veterans, young people, old people. And, and the rescue mission, you know, tries to address everyone's needs. We do, Steve, and that's one of the beautiful, uh, wonderful things about our ministry. Number one, it's a ministry. We don't receive any government funds whatsoever. Everything we do is funded by the wonderful, generous people of this community, and that gives us the freedom to personalize homeless services, if we, if you will, as best we can. Now, we we got to serve a couple of hundred men at the River Mission tonight and 100 women and kids over at the City Light and the other shelters. Uh, so we can't have everything just exactly the way every individual might prefer, but we can personalize it, and we do personalize it for the individual, for the family, as best we can. When you have the seniors with the problems that they have physically, mentally perhaps, you have to have care in, in dealing with those people. You've got to be thinking about their needs. And the same is true with children. We've got wonderful children's programs that we've developed over the years to make sure that the children coming into the shelter, almost all of whom have experienced some kind of trauma, just being homeless is traumatic for kids and adults, but mostly, for, especially for kids. So we've, we've designed our programs to meet the needs of the various groups of people that we're, that we're serving. And, we, and it makes a huge difference because when, when you come to the shelter, your first trip through that front door of the rescue mission is a little unnerving. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you, what's going to go on in here? Who oh, are yeah, all these yeah, people? And yeah. look at that guy over there. Is he okay? You know? Yeah, yeah. So the first thing you want to do is make sure that everybody feels safe. And that's one of the reasons, primary reason that we separate the men and the women and the children mm-hmm. uh, from one another so that those ladies don't have to fret. They see some guy that looks a little scary. And likewise, a fellow doesn't have to worry about running into a lady that perhaps he knew before. Right, you know, yeah, yeah. There's relationships exactly. on the street, too. Yeah, and and yeah. we want to make sure everybody feels safe. And then we want to try to address the needs of that individual, through mostly through case management. Mm-hmm. And then uh, coordinating and cooperating with other agencies, the VA, Children's Protective, Adult Protective, Probation and Parole. We've got a myriad of agencies that we work with, and it makes for a good outcome, Steve. And and speaking of of meeting needs, let's talk about some of the needs of the rescue mission uh, at at this point in time, you know, coming up on the, on the holiday season, what are some of the specific needs? What do you, what do you need people to donate? We, we always need non-perishable food and we'll take that every single day, (laughs) 365 days a year. Bring us your, bring us some canned food, some dry goods, and we'll keep that and we'll use that as we serve all these meals every day. Uh, We need clothing for men, women, and children. Good use clothing is great. Uh, we need underwear and socks, and in that case, it's sure nice to get new underwear and socks that right. we can pass on to people. And and of course, we need uh, right now we're raising turkeys, not right. not literally, <laughs> but figuratively. Right. We need turkeys uh, to give away next three weeks from now, I guess, at the Christmas banquets. Uh, we gave away 942 turkeys over Thanksgiving. Wow. And we cooked a bunch more. I don't have that number, uh-huh. but it was uh-huh. a bunch of turkeys right. in the oven. So we need turkeys for the holiday meals, Christmas gifts for teenage kids. 
You know, we, we try to provide a Christmas gift to all the kids staying and all the adults staying with us. And the gifts for the teenage kids are just hard to get. You know, it's hard for uh, pe- people don't probably recognize the need as much as you do for the little kid that needs a teddy bear or a fire truck. But we got teenagers in our shelter, and it'd be great to give those teenagers a, a gift card, for example, that they can use for the things that teenagers want to get. Sure. And we're, we're always looking for extra gifts for those teenage kids. Now, are there some items that the rescue mission simply doesn't or, or can't accept? That's a good point, Steve. Thanks for bringing that up. We, we, we can't take used mattresses anymore. You know, several years ago, there was a bed bug epidemic going through the valley. Honestly, even the best hotels in town were fighting bed bugs. And unfortunately, so was the rescue mission. So we stopped taking used mattresses. We don't take any televisions that have the old system of tubes and things like that. We just don't take them because we can't use them. But any good use furniture, we're happy to have. And as we equip this new building with furniture, we're going to need more. We can't take dated food product. That's mm-hmm. another one. Right. You know, a lot of time folks would just go to the pantry and scoop a bunch of things off the shelf and bring it over and drop it off. We can't use anything that's outdated. We, we won't use anything sure, that's sure. outdated. So you got to look at that label. If you're going to your pantry, make sure and look at that label and bring us food product that's, that's current. And then when it comes to meat, it has to be cut and wrapped in an inspected mm-hmm. uh, situation, a shop sure. that has the USDA stamp on it. Now, we talked a little bit about the Christmas banquet coming up, but I also want to touch, I want to go back in time here a few weeks and talk about the, the Thanksgiving banquets because sure. uh, the Rescue Mission holds banquets every year, one in Nampa and, and one in Boise. And the one in Boise this year, prior to Thanksgiving, was a little bit different. Tell us about that. Well, we we moved the venue. We had been having our Boise banquet at the Cathedral of the Rockies Church, downtown Boise. And this year, there was some issues of timing and and when we would be in and out, et cetera, that they couldn't host us. And so we started knocking on a few other doors, Mm -hmm. and we found great friends over at the Vineyard Church on Chinden uh, Boulevard in Garden City. Over by the fairgrounds. Yes, on the way over there. And, and it, it was a beautiful thing because we, my staff walked through that building the first time and came back and told me, Rev, this is it. This is the best <laughs> venue ever. And so we had our Thanksgiving banquet. We'll have our Christmas banquet there. And as I was leaving the Thanksgiving banquet, I mentioned to a couple of the people uh, at Vineyard, as I said, thank you very much for allowing us in and giving us such grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd sure like to come back next year. <laughs> and I said, I think, sure. I think that's the plan. It's a beautiful venue. Oh, yeah, it is. My, my wife and I served during Thanksgiving, and, and we were just totally blown away by, by the spaciousness of that, of that church. So you've got the Christmas ban- banquet coming up at Vineyard. When is that and what time? The Christmas banquet for Boise, Boise folks over on uh, the Vineyard Church on Chinden Boulevard is going to be on December the 19th, Tuesday, December the 19th. Meal services will start at 11 o'clock, and there will be, of course, toys for the children. We, we pre-register folks for Christmas presents for their children. We work with the United States Marines. You don't get mm-hmm. any better than that. Right, right. And the Toys for Tots has been just fantastic in supplying most of the gifts that we need for the events. Yeah. So that will be at Vineyard Church on the 19th of December. Now, if you're not registered already for toys, um, unfortunately, the cutoff has come. Toys for Tots has some limitations. They have to package everything up for us. So 
uh, we're not taking any more requests for uh, Christmas gifts for children at that banquet. But the meal services are still wide open, and so are the food boxes with turkeys. And so anyone who needs a food box or wants to come for a meal is invited to join us. And you can do that online at boiserm.org as well. Right. Now, when you had the banquet uh, at the Cathedral of the Rockies, because of the um, population of homeless people in downtown Boise, they simply walked over to the church because it's only a few blocks from the downtown core area. But, of course, Vineyard is out here at the other side of Garden City by the fairgrounds. Yeah. So how did you accommodate the homeless people? Good question. Thank you. We let everyone know, as we are right now, we're letting all of our guests know and, and the guests at the other shelters know about the event. And then God has blessed us with some nice vans, 15-passenger vans. Wow. We even have a small bus, like an airporter bus. Uh-huh. So we truck people in and out all the way down there and all the way back uh, to downtown Boise. And people are happy to do that. People responded really well to that. Yeah. So uh, generically speaking, going into perhaps next year after the holidays, if if someone wanted to volunteer at the rescue mission, how would they go about doing that? Or, sure. or what, what needs do you have for volunteers? Well, that's another great question, Steve. We, we have needs uh, just about in every department. So in the shelter management department, we have needs for people that can come in and help us with everything to do with shelter, you know, from cleaning to laundry, to helping to manage people during the meal services. And meal services, as you know, are a really big deal. We got a lot of people in for meals three times a day, and we need folks that can come in and help with the kitchen work, help with bussing tables, help with mopping floors, and you right. name it. And then when you get to the program side of things, we have uh, veterans, and so we're always interested to have veterans who would like to come in and, and be a friendly visitor, you know, and sit down up in the lounge in the veterans' dorm and and interact with people. There's room for some Bible studies to start up there with veterans and with New Life Program members, which is our drug and alcohol recovery program. So people who are interested in doing that can come and serve with us. Chapel speakers, we still have a few chapel nights that are open right now, and people who would like to come and bring the gospel message. Uh, We've got a a great venue and a lot of people who are interested in that. And working with kids, uh, we got a amazing children's programs and we use a lot of volunteers there yeah. it's tough to get in they won't yeah. you know they won't take me no nah, i'm just kidding <laughs> i so, could i could get in right yeah so we're almost out of time here uh, bill so but i want to touch again on the website and the phone number that people can call to donate to volunteer anything sure go online to boise org. 208-343-2389 is our phone number And we would love to hear from folks, and we'd love to sign you up as a volunteer. If you have a gift, a talent, or a skill, and you want to share it, we have a place for you. Perfect. All right. Sounds good, Bill. Appreciate it. Thank you. I I always enjoy sitting down and talking to you. Thanks, Steve. Likewise. And I know Sandy felt that, that, you know, of course, she she couldn't be here today, but she wanted you to know how much she loves the rescue mission, your whole team down there at the, at the missions and all of the facilities and all that you do for, for the many people that have needs here in the community, as do I. So again, Bill, thank you. Thank you very much, Dave. Thanks, Sandy. If you'd like to read Reverend Bill Roscoe's story, you can find it on our webpage, Christian Living Mag. That's all one word, christianlivingmag.com. And under the columns tab, you can search by Bill Roscoe's name. As a quick reminder, Christian Living Spotlight is now a podcast and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, and TuneIn, just to name a few. 
So be sure you subscribe today and never miss an episode again. So as I said, that brings our time to an end for this week. We invite you back next week when we'll have another special guest for you, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout Central and all of Southern Idaho. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.